And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR on Wurundjeri land and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. My name is Mara. This week, we're looking at the nuclear waste dump double whammy that South Australia is currently facing. We'll hear from two anti-nuclear campaign superheroes, Dr Jim Green from Friends of the Earth Australia and Kat Beaton from the Conservation Council of South Australia, who untangle the confusion surrounding the two very different but both very alarming proposals. First up, we'll hear from Dr Jim Green. Uh, Yes, I'm Dr Jim Green and I'm the National Nuclear Campaigner with Friends of the Earth. Now, can you please tell us a bit about the difference between the two waste dumps that are proposed for South Australia? Yeah, well, it gets pretty complicated, uh, but um, one is is being pushed by the federal government and one by the state government. So the federal government's plan is for a national dump um, and the state government is for an uh, international high-level nuclear waste dump. Um, so if, with the federal dump, it's, they've got a specific site in mind and it's in Flinders Ranges, uh, just north of a town called Hawker, and that site is sometimes called Bundy Utah. Uh, so that's for Australia's national waste, and that includes uh, a dump for low-level waste and short-lived, short-lived intermediate-level waste, as well as an above-ground store for the long-lived intermediate-level waste, which includes waste from reprocessing of the uh, nuclear reactor fuel in the reactors that they've operated at Lucas Heights. And the South Australian government's proposal is for an international high-level nuclear waste dump, uh, and that would include importing 138,000 tonnes of high-level nuclear waste from nuclear power reactors all around the world, as well as importing 390,000 cubic metres of intermediate-level waste and and that would be done as a commercial venture, and uh, it's been driven by the South Australian government, so obviously they've got uh, sites in mind in South Australia, but they haven't specified any sites either for the uh, for the dumps for the high-level and intermediate-level waste, or they haven't specified which port they would use, and all those sorts of things. They're still very much up in the air. Do we need one? Um, well... We, if we if we just take the Australian waste first, I, I think the answer is no. And uh, if you look at Australia's radioactive waste, and keep in mind that we're not talking about uranium mine wastes here because that's treated separately, as in uranium tailings wastes. Uh, but for all the rest of the waste, if you measure it by volume, then 95% of that waste is stored at two secure Commonwealth sites. One is Lucas Heights, which is operated by the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organisation, or ANSTO, and that's 25k south of Sydney. And the other main site is very, very low-level uh, contaminated soil, which found its way to Woomera in South Australia, and that's stored on Defence Department land, which isn't ideal, but that waste barely even classifies as being radioactive, so it's not a big deal. So put the Woomera site and Lucas Heights together and you've got 95% of Australia's waste at two secure sites and uh, a range of scientific and medical institutions hold very small volumes of radioactive waste but there's no evidence of any problems there or any need to move it and certainly no urgency to move it so 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really important question. The one that doesn't get asked is, do we need uh, a national nuclear waste dump? And, uh, yeah, it certainly hasn't been demonstrated that we do. So what do you think is behind the government's push for the waste dump? Well, for Friends of the Earth, we've been tracking these debates for several decades and we've built up this extensive corporate knowledge and that's exactly what the federal government doesn't have because the bureaucrats move on at a fairly rapid clip and the politicians move on even more quickly. So they don't have that store of corporate knowledge. And the short answer is that stupidity is, is driving this. There's no obvious need for a dump. There's no obvious political driver for this. But if we go back uh, 15 years, there was some momentum to clear waste out of Lucas Heights to reduce public opposition to a new reactor being built there. Uh, so that was the obvious motivation. But they've built the reactor, they've still got the waste, uh, so they don't need to uh, move waste out of Lucas Heights to reduce public opposition to a new reactor because they've already got the new reactor. Then a second political driver for this, and this is over the past five to ten years, was uh, reprocessing waste from the reprocessing of, of spent reactor fuel from Lucas Heights reactors. And that reprocessing has happened overseas in France and in the UK. And at some stage that has to come back. And there's been uh, a lot of concern from the government about the idea of taking that spent fuel reprocessing waste back to Lucas Heights. They just haven't wanted to do that for one reason or another. So that created some momentum to find some sort of off-site, centralised, remote storage facility or, or repository. Um, but anyway, long story short, they did bring back the spent fuel reprocessing waste to Lucas Heights. That's where it's stored now. That's where it can stay uh, for the indefinite future. So that is no longer a driver for, uh, for a national nuclear waste dump. And uh, with those two political drivers out of the way, there's no obvious reason at all why there's any need or, or any urgency or any pressure to be pushing ahead with this national nuclear waste dump. What they should be doing is going back to square one uh, and doing a, a thorough comprehensive inquiry into all aspects of radioactive waste management in Australia. So you would ask questions about opportunities to minimise the production of radioactive waste, you would thoroughly consider all the options for managing radioactive waste, including uh, on-site storage where it's produced and centralised stores. You would weigh up the merits of above-ground storage or, or below-ground storage, uh, and you'd take into account all of those factors and you'd come up with a, uh, a much better solution than the government's got at the moment. And it's been interesting to, following this debate for a decade or more that there has been real shifts in opinion for example, the government started down with a top-down authoritarian approach, which didn't work. So now it's going for a bottom-up, volunteer-based approach. And there have been all sorts of problems with that. But at least it's a good starting point is to have a bottom-up volunteer approach. And from NGOs too, uh, from environment groups, including Friends of the Earth, we used to have a fairly rigid position that... Um, above-ground secure storage at the point of production was the solution to any particular radioactive waste management problem that that, that we might face, but uh, uh, that simply doesn't work, that, that philosophy or that approach in some circumstances. So we've modified and changed our position. So we're now more about process, about uh, having a proper process to thoroughly evaluate all the options 
uh, and if that comes up with options that we don't like, then so be it. But as long as there's a proper process, then, then that's the key issue. And how has waste been dealt with around the world? Well, there's, uh, there's dozens of repositories for low-level nuclear waste, uh, but there's only one deep underground repository for intermediate-level waste, and there's no repositories or dumps anywhere in the world for high-level nuclear waste. Uh, two countries, namely Sweden and Finland, are building repositories for high-level nuclear waste, but they haven't completed uh, construction, let alone demonstrated safe operation over any length of time. And the uh, the deep underground repository in the United States is is really pertinent to these Australian debates because that's precisely what is being proposed in South Australia. They want to import 138,000 tonnes of high-level nuclear waste and to charge uh, millions and billions of dollars for that. And they want to build a deep geological repository for that waste. Uh, so you'd think they'd be very interested in the world's one and only deep underground nuclear waste repository and it's uh, at a place called the Waste Isolation Pilot Plant, or WIP, which is in the US state of New Mexico. But that's been completely ignored in this debate about nuclear waste dumping in South Australia because uh, the WIP dump has been closed since February 2014, so for two and a half years. And it's been closed because the uh, initially high safety and regulatory standards uh, collapsed and were, were radically weakened over a period of just 10 to 15 years. So there were extremely poor standards and that, that led to a fire and it also led to a chemical explosion which ruptured one of the barrels of radioactive waste and the uh, filtration system also failed. So that filtration system was meant to prevent underground radiation escaping to the outside environment but that failed so radiation did reach the outside environment and 22 workers were exposed to radiation and that story is just full of lessons for this this plan to build a deep underground repository in South Australia for, for nuclear waste but it's been almost completely ignored because it's been such a fiasco and the latest news from, from the WIP fiasco is the, the cost estimates have gone through the roof they we're talking about the costs for cleaning up that mess being around about $500 million, uh, but the latest estimates are around $2 billion, and there's every chance they could go higher as well. So very expensive, very dangerous, and I think the underlying problem and the most disturbing problem is that the safety and regulatory standards, they were weakened over a period of just 10 to 15 years, but of course with nuclear waste, we're dealing with isotopes that will be hazardous for, for literally thousands of years. Well, that doesn't sound very positive for South Australia's um, efforts. No, not at all. And, of course, we can look at South Australia's track record with managing uh, much smaller volumes of low and intermediate level waste, and it's been appalling. So from one end of the state to the other, there are contaminated sites. And again, those contaminated sites have been largely ignored in this debate about turning South Australia into the world's high-level nuclear waste dump. So at Maralinga, they've done four cleanups of the Maralinga nuclear bomb test site, and the most recent cleanup was just 10 to 15 years ago. And that was done on the cheap, and there's still high levels of contamination around there, and they've buried 
contaminate, contaminated waste in shallow pits, which is a breach of Australia standards and a breach of international standards. And at Port Pirie, there's a contaminated site from a uranium processing plant that was closed down uh, over 50 years ago, but to this day, 50 years later, it's still contaminated, contaminated and they're still working out what to do with it. The track record in Australia with managing uh, low and intermediate level waste is appalling and it would be reckless to be thinking that South Australia can safely manage vast amounts of high-level nuclear waste from all around the world for, for literally thousands of years, given that poor track record. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Jim, and explaining a bit about the difference between the waste and the dumps. Thanks, Mara. We just heard from Dr Jim Green, National Anti-Nuclear Campaigner with Friends of the Earth. He put Australia's radioactive waste management situation in context. Coming up next, we'll speak to Kat Beaton from the Conservation Council of South Australia, who will clarify some of the confusion between the waste dump proposals and tell us about the dynamic and growing campaigns fighting them. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. My name's Kat Beaton. Um, I work with the Conservation Council in South Australia, um, but I also work with lots of other kind of community groups on the ground in South Australia fighting nuclear waste dump proposals. Now, tell us a little bit about the waste dump proposals in South Australia, please. We are in a very interesting position at the moment in South Australia where we are facing um, not one but two proposals for waste dumps. Um, we have the national process, the federal process, um, pursuing a site in the Flinders Ranges, people might have heard of it, uh, Bandiuda, Wallabadina, for Australia's nuclear waste. Um, so stuff we have stored in, in Lucas Heights um, and a few other places to go. This is the same waste that we've seen the government trying to find a spot for for over 20 years, um, previously in Muckety and before that at Woomera. Um, so we've got one campaign going really strong there where traditional owners, uh, local pastoralists, local community members in the Flinders Ranges region are uh, getting really well organised, speaking up and, and fighting out against that national federal proposal for a national waste dump. Um, the other proposal is um, something that I think shocked a lot of South Australians and is a really shocked all of Australia. Uh, last year, um, this, the Labor State Premier, Jay Wetherill, announced a royal commission into kind of all things nuclear, looking at nuclear power, expanding uranium mining, uranium enrichment, um, and looking at um, storing nuclear waste, high-level international nuclear waste in Australia. Um, we have seen, uh, you know, gone through the process over the last 18 months to now um, a final report from the Royal Commission recommending that we do uh, look into and pursue um, international nuclear waste in Australia. So really uh, an absolutely mind-blowing, frightening proposal, a proposal to bring high-level nuclear waste into a region of the world that, that, that doesn't have it, um, a proposal that has really kind of gobsmacked a lot of people in South Australia because there's so many elements of it that just don't add up. And I guess at the end of the day, what we look at is the risks are just too high. Um, we've got a lot of drivers behind it that are economically based, um, yet the figures that we've seen and, and the figures that are being crunched, just the risks are too high and, and can't be guaranteed. There is no site that we that has been named um, for the high-level international nuclear waste dump in South Australia, um, which is really... Uh, 
can be quite difficult because we don't know where they're looking exactly. So everybody feels like it could be in their area. We can, you know, use some kind of guidelines to start to map out where it may or may not be in terms of um, the specifications of, of certain geology needed for underground store and also the fact we know that they'll be coming in by ship into a deep port and a rail needed. Um, so it's a really hard time in South Australia where a lot of communities north and west of Port Augusta um, are feeling very nervous and, and are watching this one very closely um, and are watching it as, you know, we really do unpack some of the elements of it. People think nuclear waste dump and they think underground, but looking closer at this international high-level proposal, we would see high-level and intermediate-level nuclear waste stored above ground uh, for a number of years. Um, so we've got the two things at play, and they are very, very confusing. Um, and the timing of the launch from the different governments has made it really difficult for um, for communities to get their head around it, to speak clearly on it, and to understand, uh, you know, what they're doing about it. Um, we've had even, you know, the media get it muddled up. Um, so we're very clear when we talk about it, there's, there's two proposals at play. There's a state government pushing an international high-level nuclear waste dump and there's the federal government pushing a national nuclear waste dump. One has a site, one doesn't. The similarities are is that they're both very highly opposed here in SA. Why do you think that they have come about at the same time? I'm not sure. There's a lot of talk about it. I mean, there's definitely the federal process was in train uh, before the state announced their Royal Commission. Um, it was really... Yeah, so I don't know if it was a, 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 it was just a, an oversight or a mistake that they didn't think would cause so much confusion, uh, but it's been really, really difficult um, to sit down to talk to people and talk to communities about nuclear waste and the first question is which one or people seeing the Royal Commission process and, and think that we're going to see high-level nuclear waste in the Flinders Ranges. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't have the answer to that, um, but it's really insulting and it's really difficult for community and I think, you know, the government really should have thought um, a lot harder about it um, and talked to each other about it, um, especially when you're planning or discussing um, something that's so important, managing, you know, our most toxic waste. Um, it really should have been dealt with better. Definitely. So what is happening to fight these outrageous proposals? So many things are happening to fight these outrageous <laughs> proposals. Um, the community here in SA have just been really incredible. In the Flinders Ranges, um, you know, on the front line, we've seen adjunct nutritional owners um, travel around the country, stand up, being so vocal um, about the impacts to country and culture um, from their perspective. Um, they are members of a local group called the Flinders Local Action Group, um, which is a growing group of people from Hawkeye's community, Corn, um, Yapala, uh, Port Augusta, right down to Port Pirie and, and even Wyala and um, Adelaide. So uh, regional people getting together um, and organising around uh, doing, uh, writing letters and engaging with the department and the government, um, working on petitions, um, having events. Um, you know, getting information out of the community, which is fantastic. Um, the high-level nuclear waste dump down in um, Adelaide, there's the people have been meeting um, very recently to work towards October 15, which is a national day of action about all waste dumps in South Australia. So we've got a great committee going there and building up to October 15, which is a Saturday. Um, people can check out the website, um, 
www.dontdumponsaoct15.org. Check it out. People, if they want to have their own site in solidarity with us here in SA, you can register your site there. You can download a poster that you can just add your details to and you can download information about both waste dump proposals. Um, it was great the other night. We were in a meeting in Wyala, which is um, west, southwest Port Augusta on the coast, and it, it is a deep sea port, and we're invited to come and speak at a, a library. And um, I think by the end of the evening, a, a local action group had already formed. So really excellent. But we also have seen people sign online petitions, sign our postcard campaign, uh, doing fundraisers, putting on events and info nights. So um, people are getting there. But jump on to the um, Don't Jump on SA oct15.org website and also join up with the No Dump Alliance. That's something that either uh, individuals can do or organisations and groups can do. Our ambassador is um, Yami Lester, who many of your listeners will know of, um, a man who knows stories about uh, nuclear bomb testing that happened in SA very well. So jump on to those sites and get behind SA because we really are under the pump. Um, we're facing proposals of, of, of massive scale um, and we want to see them Put to, put to rest over and get back on with um, living a, a healthy, happy life in South Australia. Definitely. Is there anything else people can do to support the campaign that you need? We need funds, <laughs> as every campaign does. Um, we need funds. We need people to get involved. We need people to be talking about this issue. Um, nuclear waste dumps, we don't have ones of the scales that are being proposed at the moment in SA. Um, anywhere in Australia. These are national issues. These are things that will affect, um, you know, our neighbouring states, um, especially looking at, at transport for the national waste dump. So talk about it, get an action group together, um, do a fundraiser, lots of information, give us a call at Conservation Council um, or give FLAG a call uh, via Gem in Corn. Um, find us on the Facebook page. There's a huge Facebook page for um, Fight the Flinders Rangers Waste Dump with almost 10,000 uh, people on there and great information going up there all the time. Watch out for videos. There's a great community voices um, video session up and going um, where stories are coming out from, you know, some really remote places in SA. Two stories have gone up recently from the Yalada community. So people that, again, know stories about the bomb testing very well, um, now speaking out very strongly against the idea of um, a high-level international nuclear waste dump coming to their lands. So strong voices in SA, we just need to back them um, and help them get them out there more and, um, yeah, help in any which way you can. And what are the sorry? Um, what's the process from here and the decisions about what happens with the two dumps? So with the high level nuclear waste dumps, the state government is going through currently a community consultation process where they're visiting a um, hundred sites. They're about halfway through that at the moment, and then they also activated a citizens jury process. So. We see random people from the community selected um, to look at a whole heap of questions around nuclear waste um, and then also make, um, they're going to be sitting again very soon after hearing from witnesses and making recommendations to give to our Premier, Jay Weddell. Um, we have been told that we should, you know, hear something by the end of the year about Jay Weddell's um, position on this. Um, we're very worried that 
uh, we have legislation in place at the moment in South Australia that prohibits nuclear waste dumping. Um, we're very concerned that we're going to see that legislation eroded by the end of the year. Um, so that's the, the process for the looking into the high-level international nuclear waste dump. The government is, you know, has said it now has its ears open and wants to hear from people in, in the community. And in fact, they um, they have a feedback form on the Your Say uh, website. We found it recently that anyone in Australia can do this form. And you don't put an address on it or anything. So anyone, yeah, anyone anyway can, can put the form in. Uh, in terms of the national waste dump, we're in phase two of the national waste dump and they're doing cultural um, heritage surveying around the nominated area. So we're unsure there's a new minister. We were dealing with Josh Frydenberg and now um, since the reshuffle we now have minister, uh, Senator Matt Canavan from Queensland. So we're looking forward to, to you know speaking with him and hearing with him about um, how he sees you know, when the timeline and the process might go for the Wallabadeen site. But as we know, things can change and things can happen overnight, um, you know, and we need to keep pushing that, um, uh, pushing and recommending that the politicians, um, you know, leave both of these things and move on to um, looking at different futures for South Australia. Absolutely, because the future of South Australia should not be radioactive. No way, not with all of our incredible um, efforts in renewables. It's just absolutely crazy. It is. Thank you so much for your time today, Kat. I appreciate you explaining the difference between the two dumps and telling us about all the ways that you guys are working on it and how people can help. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I hope that was clear. It is a very confusing thing. It is, but but you've cleared it up heaps. Oh, good one. Thanks, Kat. Thanks to Dr Jim Green and Kat Beaton for joining us on today's show. Please get online and either as a group or individual join the No Dump Alliance at www.nodumpalliance.org.au. To find out about the upcoming National Day of Action on October 15th, check out Don't Dump on SA, oct15.org. That's Don't Dump on SA, oct15.org. Join the Facebook group Fight to Stop Nuclear Waste in the Flinders Ranges and to get involved, join the Flinders Local Action Group at flag at portaugustasa.com. To voice your concern about the National Low and Intermediate Level Waste Dump proposal with the Federal Government, contact the Minister for Resources, Matt Canavan, at PO Box 6100 Senate, Parliament House, Canberra, ACT 2600. Email him at minister.canavan at industry.gov.au or call on 02 6277 To share your thoughts in opposition to the South Australian Government's proposed high-level international radioactive waste dump with the Government, fill out the survey at nuclear.yoursay.sa.gov.au, click on Get Involved, then select Statewide Survey. For more information, have a look at the Conservation Council of South Australia's website, conservationsa.org.au, or go to the Friends of the Earth website, foe.org.au slash waste. On next week's show, Jem Ronald brings us recordings from the recent exposure event in Port Augusta. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at 3cr.org.au slash radioactive. We'll post useful links so you can get informed, involved and support the campaign on our Facebook page. 
If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us at radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria, and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.